This man has been sensational for us, and he has got a Cox Plate runner. I speak of Dean Evans from Winning Edge Investments, and Winning Edge Investments, you've got to start betting like a professional. Chances are you're about to lose. Dino, welcome back to Giddy Up, mate. How are you feeling on Cox Plate Eve when you have a runner in King, Colorado? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit crazy. It's, um, it's just not something you expect when you get when you get involved on the horse. You can dream about it all you want. But, um, yeah, to have, to have a runner in, in, in such a world-renowned race is just uh, yeah, it's hard to believe. And, um, yeah, just a huge mixture of, of nervousness and excitement. And uh, I just can't wait for tomorrow. Is he the forgotten horse in a way? Everybody's talking about his stablemate gold trip, the Hong Kong star romantic warrior. There's been great debate on whether... Horses like Brightside and Fangirl can get a strong 2,000 metres. Is Alligator Blood, is this his, is this his year or militarised? Like he's a three-time Group 1 winner and didn't have any luck in a Caulfield Guineas off a, a slow tempo. But your horse was unlucky in a Winks. You can forget about his run in a Golden Rose. And I thought he was mighty in a Caulfield Guineas. And there's there's strong debate and argument that his run was as good as say a militarized, but no one wants to talk about your horse. So you, do you feel disrespected here, Dino? <laughs> it's a, yeah, it is interesting. I think everything you say is right. And I think, um, I think if he'd got a gap in the wing stake, he would have been right in the finish and people would have been really impressed with it, but he just got sort of chopped out at the wrong time. I think Golden Rose, because of his favorite, you know, he was sort of disappointing on face value, but I just, I think they kept him very fresh for that race because they thought 1400 was too short. Uh, it was a stop-start race. The track was really hard. So, you know, he was only beaten a couple of lengths. And um, and people forget that there's plenty of sort of cock-plate three-year-old winners and, and place getters that, that were beaten a few lengths in the Golden Road and a few lengths in the Caulfield Guineas. And, and yeah, I just think um, uh, Caulfield Guineas was kind of D-Day for us to know if he was really going all right. And um, I don't think there's many horses that, that could have sat out three wide, no cover in that race and, and run as well as he did. He was still finding line late and forth, you know, beat home, militarise. You go through the, the um, you know, the, the day and, and there weren't many horses that got caught up wide that were able to do anything, particularly without cover. So, you know, he didn't drop off at all. He stuck on well. Uh, Kieran seemed very confident the 2,000 metres is what he's looking for. Um, he's finally sort of rock hard, fit and ready to go. And, and, and yeah, I guess the price discrepancy between him and militarise uh, is larger than I would have expected because I think, you know, Military have been stuck out three wide, no cover where he was, but I don't know whether it would have been able to run all that much better. Romantic Warriors 380, touched four dollars yesterday, now back into 380 for the Cox Plate. Zaki at $19. Brightside's been the f- big firmer since the barrier draw. He was double figures, now into seven dollars. Alligator Blood remains solid at five fifty. Gold trip solid at eight dollars. My Oberon 61, even Pinstripe, he was a hundred to one, now into seventy-one dollars. After the barrier draw, Fangirl's been surprising me. Surprisingly for me, she's still solid around that eight dollar fifty quote. Joaz at twenty six. Victoria Rhodes done the opposite to Mister Brightside. He was single figures. He even touched as low as six dollars with Bet three six five out to twelve dollars. Militarise at eight dollars, and then King Colorado at twenty six dollars. Who are you tipping, Dino, in this year's Cox Plate? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I like I like to do the, the previews of, of, of the races and look at the, the history. And I looked over the last 12 years and there's some really interesting things that I think people probably haven't noticed. Uh, in the last 12 years, Mayors have won six of the races. The others had winks before them, but Mayors have won six of the last 12 or three-year-old Colts won one of them. And four or four-year-old Entires, which is a mixture of four-year-olds like Animo, but then a couple of those more than hemisphere three-year-olds like uh, Adelaide and State of West and a five-year-old Entire. So, 
know, from 59 starters, we haven't had a gelding win in, in 12 years. Uh, and there's sort of six gelding in the market in, in the race. Um, and the other interesting thing is, is the horses with the top weight, the 59 kgs, have had 79 starters for one winner. Um, so 11 of the winners in the last 12 years from only 65 starters have been potentially the group of mares, colts, and, um, and young empires. Um, and so, you know, when you, when you sort of look at how, how this race has been shaping up year on year, um, you know, taking short odds about horses like Romantic Warrior and, and Mr. Brightside, Alligator Blood, Gold Trip, um, you know, mathematically, uh, they're going to find a lot tougher to win than, than some of the good horses. So I'm, I'm, I'm really leaning towards some of these horses down, down the bottom. Um, Victoria Road, Northern Hemisphere, three odd Colt, Trey Bay, and then O'Brien. You just had that similar profile to both Adelaide and State of Rest, who both won Cox Plate uh, as Northern Hemisphere, three odds for the O'Brien family. Won the bleed is cut in juvenile. Over 17, 60 metres at Kingland as a two-year-old, ran third at Ireland, a group two level, only beaten 1.5 length last start. Um, you know, there's some pretty pretty good male the horses working well, and they're happy with them. Blake Shin uh, is probably riding, you know, as well as anyone in Melbourne at the moment. Uh, and I think Victoria Rose really, you know, right up to the race, up to his eyeballs, I think. Just with, that, girl, then, just with that, Dean, sorry to interrupt, can you explain the drift yeah. then for us? Uh, it might just be that there was so much money for him. Yeah. Um, you know, he, 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 you know, the bookies overreact sometimes and he was, um, you know, I, I actually advised members to back him at, at 26 to one, um, you know, quite a few weeks ago when it was confirmed he was coming. Um, and you know, since then he sort of firmed really heavily into seven or $8. And I, I think, you know, there's always sort of this, this push for some of the Aussie horses is, is money for alligator blood, which makes sense. Uh, you know, people are back in gold trip. Um, Romantic Warriors obviously come for a lot of support now that he worked well. So I think the market's just sort of shifting itself into shape. People like the three-year-old militarised. Uh, I think something had to drift. And, and so, you know, I think he probably just, he just came in so much that the people who wanted to back him have, have probably backed him. Um, and now they're starting to back some other things. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think that's the only explanation I can give for it. Um, I think Sandgirls is absolutely flying. You know, it's coming off a a 2.8 length demolition job winning a you know, $5 million race to King Charles State. Um, she was so heavily backed. Um, you know, she, she's, she's obviously done most of the racing over a mile, but she won a group one over racing 50 metres as a three-year-old, and they, uh, you know, it was a bit hinged, but then it's sort of five lengths back to the rest of the field. Uh, she's got Zach Burton aboard. She's always given the impression that she'd be a 2,000-metre horse. And, and I think the thing with Fangirl, you know, I look at some of the, the previous mayor winners like uh, Dane Ripper, and Pinker Pinker, you know, they were they were 1,400-metre-mile horses as well. Um, and I'd say Fangirl, if anything, is more like a 2,000-metre horse than either of those were, and they were still able to win a Cox Plate. So um, so I think some people are sort of overestimating that concern of the 2,000 metres. I think this, this girl's flying. She's racing as good as she ever was. Um, and, you know, she when she was running second, she was running second to Animos. Um, so I think she's right up into this. And then, uh, you know, I do think the three-year-olds, three-year-olds have such a good record in this race. Um, you know, militarizers won three group ones already. You guys, you know, everyone's seen that sort of Corfield in his run, which is similar to what So You Think did, but similar to what Seamus Award did. So, you know, he's right in the race and he's luckily enough to have drawn well. Um, and King Colorado is, is a group one winner as well. And, and, you know, three wide night cover in the Guineas, I think. I think it's just one of those things. If he'd, if he'd managed to slot in, he just had no luck. If he'd managed to slot in, I think he probably runs a good, strong second. He probably hits the line really well and everyone would have been talking about him and he probably would have been, you know, $12 in this race. So. Mm. Um, so I, you know, I'm leaning right down to the, to the bottom, but I, I think somewhere between Victoria Road, Sandgirl, and the three-year-olds, I think the win is going to come from one of them. So Mickey Gannon, who's a terrific judge, he's got a great record. 
with us here on our weekend preview and throughout the week on Bag of Tips, he'll give you $29 for Fangirl. And he loves his Sydney form especially. Yeah. So I don't can you know. Give me his number? Yeah, I know. We'll, <laughs> we'll see if we can get him. I'm happy to I'm happy to sort something out. Yes. We'll see if he'll give you twenty nine dollars. The the yeah, question nice. the question mark that I've got a I've got a couple of questions for you. So Fangirl's gonna go back from the draw. She will probably need a gem from Purton, won't she? Well she's got the she's got the best rider in the race, so if I'm yep. gonna give her a gem, uh, it's gonna be him. Yeah, I, I just see her as a horse that's just gonna sit and wait and wait. And they um they, they go so hard early in the Cox Plate. You know, they, they they sometimes walk early, but you know, Alligator Blood and Zaki up there, they're not gonna muck around. Alligator Blood won the mind power by running into the ground and Zaki's always been better running horses into the ground as well. So they're yeah. going to go hard. I presume you're gonna have militarized in King Colorado with their lightweights right behind them. Um, and with those lightweights they're just gonna truck up into it. Um, but then you're going to have other horses that are just going to be off the bed, I think, and struggle. I think Mr. Bytesside will struggle over 2,000, um, and I think he'll be going backwards. And then you have the likes of sort of Gold Trip, um, you know, Victoria Road coming into it. Um, and I just think Fangirl is the one, that, you know, I can see Zachy's just going to sit. He's just going to wait and yeah. wait because she's a question mark over 2,000. If there's one horse who's going to be hitting the line hardest than any of them, I think it's going to be Fangirl. Uh, and it'll just be a question of whether she gets there in time. But, but I think that's just going to wait and pounce. Um, and like I said, I, you know, I can understand why why people might have a question mark over 2,000 with her. But when I go back and look at mares like Dane Ripper and Pinker Pinker, I go, well, you know, this race can actually suit those horses. Yeah, and that, that stat, six of the last 12 years, I don't know, Winx plays a major part there, but it just proves what a farcical it is that mares still get a weight allowance in these type of races. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, no, I just think the weight allowance is, is, is helping the, the mayors, it's helping the, the, the young empires um, and, and the three-year-olds to a point where, um, you know, the history is showing us that it's very, very difficult for those, those older girls yeah. to, to win this race. Just, just, just the last one on this race. I'm really keen on Romantic Warrior. Your ratings and what you look at, Dino, my opinion is if he turns up into the, the form that we know he can, like close to his best, say 95% of his best, he wins this year's Cox Plate because he's simply faster than his opposition. Is that a fair comment, or do you think that the Hong Kong form can be a little bit overrated in a way compared to our form here? Yeah, it's, it's interesting that, that that Hong Kong form is not always all that strong. Um, there's often a question mark about it, and then but then you try to tie some lines. Like I think Dubai on, I came over here, fresh tail horses, fresh animal. And they went over there and, and sort of, you know, romantic warriors told them up. But whether whether Dubaiana was, was past it by that point in time, whether that was a run too far for him, you know, it, it sort of it can be difficult to line up. Um, I know James McDonald has a huge opinion of romantic warriors, so you just have to respect the fact that, mm. that he, he talks about them so glowingly. Um, and I think probably thinks he's better than Anamo. Um, you know, obviously wasn't, but it, it's just a, it, it's a, it's a lot of, um, it's a lot to, to make up the, the, the gap between him and the Turnbull and now. I know it's three weeks, but, you know, he's beaten to the four lengths. He raced keen. He probably won't race his team this time for help, and I think he'll be, he'll be running yeah. back. Uh, so I think we'll see him hitting the line well. Um, it's just, you know, a cox plate, still a cox plate. And, you know, I think the trainer too saying he's sort of 95% fit. He's sort of been a half a run short, I'd say, uh, since he got here. Um, and that's going to be the, the question mark, and I think taking $4 about all of those question marks is it's too skinny for me, um, particularly with the record of the older horses. But, you know, on face value, what you're saying is right. You know, he's, he's a better horse. And 
alligator blood and Mr. Brightside and Gold Trip and yep, we'll towel them up. But um, um, you know, I've got them six races, not like I, I don't think he can win. I think he's the best of those old sort of horses up on the weights, but I just I just think the historical factors have got me wanting to to find the winner from from down the bottom. Yeah, it's a great race because there's so many different opinions. Some say Romantic Warriors is, is a good thing. Others say that he's a false favourite. Some say Fangirl's streaming to get a strong 2,000 metres. Great judges like yourself think she's a wonderful chance. Some say Mr. Brightside will definitely get 2,000. What they saw after his King Charles, that he's looking for 2,000, gets a low gain, and he's a better chance than he was last year from a wide gain. Some say Alligator Blood can't get 2,000. Some say that he's never been in better form. Some say Gold Trip. Had too tough of a run and can't win. They should have saved him for the Cox Plate. Um, but others say that there's going to be tempo on and he's going to be the, the toughest horse on the way home. So, And Victoria Road's got that X factor. So it's got all of the ingredients. And then you've got your three-year-olds to be one of the great Cox Plates. It's definitely one of the most fascinating races in this great race that I've seen for quite some time. So bring it on. That's why we, we love this game, Dino, because there are so many different and passionate opinions on this year's WS Cox Plate. The Matacardo, well, there's only one bloke I know that says that she wasn't real value at $1.50 around that quote with Imperatrice for a Matacardo stakes, and that was our great mate Miles Fitzner on this show. But, like, she's into $1.35. Now, that's too short, but I thought she was value around that $1.50 quote there, Dino. I can't see her getting beats. What about you? I think if she runs the house, she's been racing, you know, and she probably doesn't get beat. She's the best winning mare in Australia. Um, six wins and a you know, close second from her past seven starts. Most in the group one level, way too good for them in the queue and in the, in the Moya. Um, she's certainly set to repeat here. She's, she's done uh, nothing wrong. She looked really good when she was working under Mickey D uh, earlier this week. Um, you know, I... I don't know anyone who wins back in these things with a dollar fifty has no short odds. It's not what I've done um, throughout my funding career, and and I'm not about to start now. So, uh, you know, I don't back her. I'll, I'll see how she parades. If I feel like there's a chink in the armour, um, I, I might bet small on sort of like the Buenos Noches and and, and uncommon James. But but with, with the total knowledge that if Imperatrice runs to her ratings and to her best, then she wins again here. And yeah. um, you know, it's not like she's over the top. She's third up. Um, she's going quite well, and I do I do think Uncommon James is a really good horse. He just pulled uh, pulled its head off too much last start with the blinkers, so he'll improve. But it's not just been going well. Uh, gets a good rider change here, and you know I think uh, coming up on Everest too. I think it's really underestimated how many horses really bounce up on Everest yeah. and, and go really well the next start. So I think I and me was sort of the benefit of um had the benefit of uh, of a track bath last start. Um, so I'm left with a really strong leader track bath again at Henry Valley. Um, you know, I'd probably be staring away from her, but, but that can happen as well. But for me, it's, it's probably going to just be a watch race unless I, yep. you know, see her trees in the yard and there's something I don't like. And this is why, this is another great learning curve for this great game when you listen to professionals like Dean Evans and then you listen to some other professionals now. At, and for us punters who are just recreational punters who enjoy a bet during the week, but only small and you do it for entertainment, is that, you do it because you do it for fun, of course, but you do it whatever suits you. Now, there's different philosophies with different ways people people like to gamble. Some like to do multi, some like to do exotics. They can find value there. Others like to do win. Um, others like to do place. Others like to bet in certain jurisdictions. And some would say that $1.50 is a great bet for Imperatrix because they say, well, I love 
I love backing value. And if I've rated her $1.30 and I'm getting $1.50, well, it's time for me to punt. So there's all types of different philosophies when it comes to this great game. And uh, I, I find it interesting. And if you think she's a $1.50 chance and um, if you think she's a $1.30 chance and you're getting a $1.50, well, then you put it into your multis. But it's it's such a... It's such an interesting discussion point around Imperatrice heading into a Manicato. And let's have a, a look at the group one, the final group one of the um, Sydney Carnival with the spring champion stakes. We've got Raff Attack at $7. Tom Kitten, could this be his day? There's some say that he'll just win. The others, others say that there's a question mark over him getting a strong trip here in this year's spring champion stakes. But he's at $2.30. Port Lockroy at $10, and then we go down to Tudela Vita, the filly there with Bet365 at $6, Dino. How do you read this race? Well, you know, we, we, we talked about Tom Kitten quite a few weeks, I think, when I first, uh, you know, was, was yes. speaking with you on the show, you know, and we, we talked about how well the horse had been trialling and he was flying, and uh, we had a chat about, um, you know, his futures price, and I think I, I sent something out to, to my members and said, you know, take that $12, $13, and, and that's it's looking all right now, but um, you know the horse is absolutely flying. There's no doubt about that. I think uh, I just there's there's nothing that that I dislike more than a horse drawn barrier one. Uh, that's a backmarker. It is the most most difficult um, place to win. And I always use the example. I mean, there's a million examples, of, you know, and the statistics that I've studied show that undoubtedly. But you look at the one of Winx's, you know, most difficult wins, I think, was in the Turnbull when she was sort of back on the fence and she only just won. And it's just very, very, very difficult to do for any horse. Um, and Tumkin goes from, uh, you know, Nash, who's, who's, I think, probably been the best rider in Australia for quite a while in the form that he's in, um, and obviously the big suspension. Um, and he gets replaced, and, and, and that's hard. And I just, I just think uh, um, there's a real slow speed here. Um, you know, my database is saying that they're, they're not going to go overly quick. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think that's a challenge for Tom Kitten. I think he's, a, he's the best horse. He's absolutely flying. He's, he's, you know, hit the line really well. And both the dolls are fine and the gloaming and he's going really well. But um, that's going to be his challenge. I think you know, he's got Tootle of Vita there who, um, you know, uh, really hit the line well in the flight stakes. Uh, she gives the impression by the autumn sun that 2000 is really going to suit her. Uh, you know, Chris Waller and Jason Collett there. I think two Levita's a really good chance. And um, I thought of Ruffy down the bottom there with Chris Waller with Madatsu uh, still in the Melbourne Cup nomination. Yes. Um, uh, you know, ran, ran a place thing at, at, at Otaki in New Zealand and a listed race on the beaten ahead. Uh, won really well at Kembla. Uh, he ran his fourth quickest last 400, uh, 600 of the day, plus 10.8. Uh, over the last 600, so he's, he's the horse that really stays. Well, he also likes the west, and there's been a bit of rain here the last couple of days, so um, I think that juice out of the track's really going to suit Nadatsu and make it a real sort of toughest day in the fair. You can sort of sit in midfield. I thought it really huge odds. He was probably the one that um, that might surprise them all, but um, uh, you know, Tom Kitten, I'm cheering for him. We've got yep. the futures so. overs, but uh, given we've got those good prices, I'm probably going to look at backing you know, Tudor Levite and Nadatsu and um, and, uh, and 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 you know, have a few running for us at good odds. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think Tom Kitten, when we've been talking up his chances in this race for over a month now, but um, you might be on the opposite 
train to say Mickey Gannon with Fangirl, but he's keen on Madatsa as well. He's been tipping that horse strong all week, and including yesterday's weekend preview. So $26 still with Bet365. Hey, Dino, thanks for your time. Love your input as always, and the best of luck in tomorrow's Cox Plate. Thanks, Gareth. Really appreciate it. And, uh, uh, yeah, hopefully we can, we can have some luck. Yep, go and get them, mate. Thanks for that. There's Dean Evans. WinningEdgeInvestments.com. Tips and ratings from professional punters throughout the spring racing carnival. Chances are you're about to lose. And the best ever winner, and I keep on saying this each and every Friday, um, the best ever winner that you could back this weekend, head to Winning Edge Investments, go to their membership page, you type in SEN, and you get a lifetime 50% off a membership. So that's a 50% lifetime discount on um, a membership there at Winning Edge Investments. Now, that is backing a winner this weekend.